Hey ladies, the Beautiful Movement now has their summer box available for pre-sale. This means that you have the chance to sign up before these boxes sell out again. If you have not had the opportunity to get one of these boxes, grab your box today. These boxes are becoming so popular, they're actually selling out. The theme in this box is Walking with Jesus, a box that will help you grow deeper with God this summer. It's the perfect summer starter kit that you don't want to miss. Head on over to www.jointhebeautifulmovement.com to sign up today. Be sure to use the discount code UNCOMMONTEEN, all one word, for 15% off your first box. You can also follow The Beautiful Movement on Instagram at the underscore beautiful underscore movement. Ladies, you don't want to miss this. Welcome to the Uncommon Teen Podcast, the podcast for Christian teen girls. Each week, we talk about real life issues that you're facing every day and how to overcome them in a way that stays true to who you are and who God created you to be. I'm your host, Jamie Kirshner, and I am so excited to be here with you today. All right, so we are on the final episode of the series, Crushes, Flirting, and Dating. Are they okay? And today we're going to talk about dating. Just a side note, if you have not yet subscribed to the Uncommon Teen Podcast, please go ahead and do that now. That just helps us to get these episodes into the homes and hearts of more teen girls, encouraging them in their walk with God. So dating, how do you know when it's the right time? We'll get into that. But before we do, I will say this. If the guy that you're attracted to does not have a strong walk with God, he's not right for you and it's not the right time for him. Okay, so last week we talked about the first season, the growth season. But what do we do when we get to the season where we feel like God is moving us in that direction of actually dating? The next season is going to be the season of discovery. In this season, you've developed a strong personal walk with God. This is a season of continuing the growth of your friendships. The reason that we do this is we can't always trust our feelings and our emotions. (laughs) Actually, our feelings and our emotions are great things to have, but when we live by them, it's never a good thing. (laughs) They can lead us into directions that we don't want to take. Kind of like my story with all those guys that I dated. Ah, I wish I could have waited and I just held off, but I didn't know all that I'm sharing with you today. The reason why it's so important to develop friendships during this season is for several reasons. One of those reasons is this. It's very difficult to see clearly when our emotions are involved. This is why when you're ready to date, I encourage you to spend time with the guy that you're attracted to with a group of friends. This will help you see his intentions and it will help you see his true character. If he's wanting to date you just to use you, then you'll find that out very quickly. If he's someone who doesn't have a very strong relationship with God, you'll find that out pretty quickly too in your group of friends. I know it sounds completely backwards from what everyone else is doing, but if you look at this world and the number of boyfriends and divorces and things like that, that people go through and just look at the heartache and pain that's left behind, it's not working. You know, if I would have done these things with the guys that I was dating when I was in high school and college, I would have ended those relationships so fast. Next thing I encourage you to do is just limit the time that you spend alone together. Not much good comes from spending a lot of time alone together because you don't have that accountability. And when you're dating, make sure that you're intentional about continuing to build your friendships with your other friends. 
I was talking to a teen girl the other day and she said that that was honestly one of the hardest things for her as she was going through high school, that her friends, when they began to start dating, they didn't need her anymore. She said that she lost almost all of her friends during that time period and it was a very lonely and hard time for her. So now if you do feel like God is telling you that it's time for you to start dating, I want to give you just a couple practical tips that will help you so much. The first one is this. Not everyone who says they are something is really that something. The guy that attached himself to me in college, when we first started talking, he told me that he was a Christian. He told me that he believed in Jesus and he was on fire for the Lord. As soon as we started really getting to know each other, it came out that he wasn't a Christian and he didn't believe in Jesus. He didn't really know what he believed in. That was hard. So this is why, again, I encourage you, do things in groups. If he only ever wants to be alone with you, it's not the right relationship. The second thing is this, set personal standards. Sit down now and start writing out some things that you want in a good godly relationship. When you do decide to date, this may seem crazy or embarrassing, but it's super important. Those things that you write down now and you decide what you want your relationship to look like, Sit down with the one that you decide to start dating and talk to him about your personal standards. That's so important. So he knows right from the start, this is what I want a relationship with you to look like if we were to pursue this. I want us to go to church every week. I want us to, you know, hang out with groups of friends and not to really be alone. Set up those personal standards and whether or not they keep theirs, you keep yours. And no, while I'm talking about this too, we have all messed up in some way in life and wish that we could change certain things. So if you're listening to this thinking, I'm already past that, I already messed up so much, there is no condemnation for you. I messed up a lot throughout my dating relationships in high school and college. I wish I could change some things, but I can't. But I'd love that God's forgiveness covers all and cleanses all. So if you've confessed it and you've forsaken it and you said, I'm not doing this anymore, God, I'm sorry, please forgive me. And that moment, God has made you justified in Christ. That word justified means just as if I never sinned. So he's looking at you and saying, you know what? I forgive you and I'm choosing to forget what you've done because I love you that much. It's like you never even sinned. Now, being justified doesn't give us permission to sin, but it gives us permission to run to him when we do mess up. And I want to talk to you girls too. If you're currently in a relationship that isn't godly, talk to God about it, ask forgiveness, and then just make the right decision. If you need to end that relationship, end the relationship. I know it's hard. I know it's not easy. I know it's not fun, but it's so worth it because those scars can stay for many, many years. They did with me until I was finally able to release them to God and let him heal me. And while we're talking about this too, I also want to talk really quickly about purity, staying pure, having that relationship with God and putting him center in our lives really helps us to not give into those emotions and those things that we know that we shouldn't be doing. Purity is our part. God can't force us to stay pure. That's only something that we can make up our mind and then stick with. And that's why I said it's so important to let him know 
This is what a good godly relationship looks like to me when you first start dating. Now I want to answer real quick. If you are dating someone who is not respecting your boundaries, how do you say no? This can be challenging for some people, but tell him flat out. I am not doing this. It is not okay. Don't beat around the bush. Use words that are direct and to the point. If he does not respect you, it is not a relationship that God wants you to have. All right. So the third thing is this set specific plans for your dates. When you have specific plans, it's a whole lot harder to put yourself in a situation you don't want to be in. Be sure not to stay out late alone because you have a plan. Okay. So we're going to go do this activity and then we're going to go out to eat and then you're going to drop me off at my house. And if it doesn't happen that way, then we're going to have some challenges. (laughs) And let me encourage you this too, girls. I know that most of you love to stay up late at night. That's when you have your energy. That's when like everything is just so exciting, right? But I encourage you not to stay out late alone at night because when we're tired, our defenses go down and it's a whole lot easier to compromise and do things that we don't want to do. The fourth thing is this accountability. Find someone that you can trust that is a strong Christian. Ask them to hold you accountable. When we know someone is going to ask us if we are staying pure in our relationship, if we're doing the right things, it holds us accountable. And the last practical tip is this. Don't let emotions override wisdom. Don't let them override responsibility. And don't let them override good godly counsel. Now, what do I mean? (laughs) So not letting emotions override wisdom. Sometimes we know the right thing to do. But for some reason, whether we don't want to hurt their feelings or we feel embarrassed or shy, sometimes we can let those emotions override what we know that we need to do. Go with wisdom. Go with what you know is right. Now, what do I mean by not letting emotions override responsibility? So for example, on this one, say you're going to soccer practice. You have five minutes to get there. You're kind of running late. And the guy that you like calls and he says, Hey, you got a minute to talk? And you're like, yeah, sure. When you know for sure that you don't have a minute to talk because you're about late to soccer practice, don't let emotions override responsibility. If he gets mad because you did not answer his call, he is not the right person. If he is a true man of God, he will understand that you have other responsibilities and will not be jealous or upset if you don't answer that phone. And then the last one, not letting emotions override good godly counsel. This is huge. I've seen this so many times where someone who has people in their life that they can trust, who love the Lord, but then when they get into a relationship, they totally ignore what those people are saying if it goes against what they think. So what I mean is this, they tell you, Hey, I think you need to watch out for that guy. I don't think he's who you think he is or There's something about his character that you're not seeing. And when you ignore that wisdom, because your emotions are telling you, this is the one, it can be a very big place of hurt and heartache. Listen to good godly counsel, especially those who love God and are seeking him in their everyday walk because they might see something that you don't. I actually have a really great friend who is like this. He had parents and friends who were strong believers. And he got into a relationship and they told him, Hey, don't rush into this relationship. This woman, she's a new Christian before she had a really crazy life. And I'm not saying that when we become new Christians, we're not new creations in Christ because we are. But when we have lived a wild, crazy life and we just become a Christian, we need to let God 
do some healing on the inside of us first. So that's what they were telling him. They're like, hey, she became a new Christian just recently. She needs to work on some things with, with her character between her and God. But he chose not to listen. His emotions were speaking. He ended up marrying her and found out as soon as they were married that she was not who he thought she was. She began dating guys while they were married. There was a huge mess because there was never that time of her building her character and going through that growth season with the Lord. And then lastly, I want to answer one question that I hear over and over again. Is it okay to date someone who is not a Christian? I'm sure I can win them to the Lord. Or I feel like this God put this guy in my life so I can be the one to show them Jesus. 2 Corinthians 6, 14-15 says, Do not be yoked together with unbelievers, for what does righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? What harmony is there between Christ and the devil? Or what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? I like to give this example when I talk to teens about dating. Imagine that you're standing on a chair. And the guy that you want to date is standing on the ground. The chair is representative of your relationship with Christ. The ground represents his lack of relationship with Christ. Is it easier for you to pull them up to where you're standing on top of that chair? Or is it easier for them to pull you down to the ground? It's easier for them to pull you down to the ground, right? Because of gravity. This is exactly what happens when you date or just really good friends with people who are not Christians. I've seen this more times than I can count. And I've seen so many women who have dated men who were not Christians, and it makes their marriage and their family life hard because they have one set of standards. Their husband has a different set of standards, and they're clashing through that whole family unit. Know that God will not put somebody in your path if they are not a Christian. You cannot win when you put yourself in a losing position like that. All right. So I gave you a lot to think about. I know, (laughs) but I truly want you to win in life. I really, really do. Take this information that I share with you. Talk to God about it. Talk to your parents about it or another adult who loves God that you can trust and ask them their thoughts. If you feel like you don't have somebody that you can talk to, please reach out to me. If you have the Uncommon Teen app downloaded, you can click on that connect with Jamie tab and you can reach out to me directly there, or you can email me at uncommonteenministry at gmail.com. I am here for you, and I want to walk this journey with you. I love what the last part of John 10, 10 says. It says, Jesus came to give you life and life more abundantly. God wants you to live such an abundant life. And Ephesians 3.20 says, Now to God who, by the action of his power, that same power that raised Jesus from the dead, that power is at work within you. And through that power that's at work within you. God is able to carry out his purpose for your life and do super abundantly far over and above all that we dare ask or think and infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. Trust God. He's got you in this. You know, right now, I truly believe it's your growing season. Gain that stronger relationship with the Lord. And then when it's the right time, God will bring that guy to you. Know that you are so so valuable. And God has such an incredible purpose for your life. And as we say every week, I want you to repeat after me. I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value, they don't change. Even if someone fails to see how incredible God made me.
All right, ladies, thank you for joining me for another episode of the Uncommon Teen Podcast. I hope you all have an incredible week and we'll see you back here next time. Ladies, I hope that this episode helped you today. I hope that you know how incredibly loved by God that you really are. Repeat after me. I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value, they don't change. Even if someone fails to see how incredible God made me. All right, ladies, I would love to personally invite you to join us this July 19th and 20th for Uncommon Teen Live 2024. Woohoo! Being a teen girl today is tough. Being a Christian teen girl today is even more challenging. But God has given you everything you need to not just survive this crazy world, but to soar. At this year's conference, we're going to be talking about how to become free from anything that is holding you back from being all that it is that God has created you to be. And for those of you who have not been to Uncommon Teen Live before, you get to be a part of our live Ask Me Anything session. Ladies, throughout the whole conference, I have a box set up where you can ask your questions. And then on Saturday, the second day of the conference, we set aside a special session just to answer as many questions as we possibly can. And ladies, I would love to invite you to be a part of our live podcast recording at the conference venue itself. Ladies, last year we tried this and I don't know what happened, but the recording disappeared. This year it's not happening. We are going to record live and in person at Uncommenting Live, and I would love for you all to be a part of this episode. So if you have not gotten your tickets yet, head on over to Uncommenting Live, grab your tickets today. And real quick, I just want to say thank you to those of you who prayed for us about our venue. After a couple of venues fell through for Uncommenting Live, I knew that God was going to do something big, and He really was. He was working behind the scenes even when we didn't see it. We found a venue that is amazing. The owners are amazing. They love the heart behind Uncommon Teen. I'm so excited because there's something even better that I want to share with you, but I can't share with you yet. Ah. (laughs) So stay tuned because I've got some really awesome news about this conference that you're going to love. So I just want to say again, thank you so much for your prayers. Know that they are heard, that God listens to you, and I am just excited. Continue to pray over this event. God is going to do something miraculous, and I am so excited to get to be a part of it. All right, ladies, have an amazing rest of your week, and we'll see you back here next time.